The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have a really good episode today. Uh, Dan Hardy calls in, Dustin Poirier calls in, and Matt tells a story about cleaning up. You just wait for it. <laughs> it's at the end. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome aboard. Yes. Um, UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are going to be joined very shortly on the phone by Dan Hardy. And we have Dustin Poirier calling in uh, in a little while. Ooh. I guess he's uh, kind of giving us a call in he's between a, training sessions. He's got a big fight coming up, Dustin. Yes, he does. April 13th Ooh. against Max Holloway. For the interim lightweight belt uh, rematch, Max is going up in weight. Yeah. Um, hey, man. We got to talk about the fights this weekend. I can't wait to talk about that. We really do. I want to ask Dan about the um, – I uh, maybe maybe you thought so, Matt. What did you think – I thought Uzdemir won that fight. Say again? I thought Vulcan Uzdemir won the fight. Because um, he was pushing forward. I thought he won the first two rounds. It was. I, I remember thinking that he won. You know, uh, I thought uh, Dominic was in the fight, but you know, I remember thinking that I, I, I thought that Vulcan did enough. I really did. Uh -huh. You know, he was going forward a lot. Um, he was putting stuff together, but you know, he busted him up a little bit. But it, and, and I remember thinking. And I think Dan Hardy, who we're going to be talking to in a second, too, was saying that, oh, it's going to be a good learning experience. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, cause, yes, cause, he uh, did say that. Reyes is so young that I was thinking, oh, well, this will be good in the long run. And then he got the decision. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Uh -huh. I mean, it was, listen, it wasn't, it's kind of like what we talked about the other day with, um, I, I really forgot which fight it was, but it was a close one where. Oh, oh we got Dan right now. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Hey, Dan's not here exactly right now. Oh, oh he's not? No, no, no. He he's just finishing off a quick uh, interview, um, and he'll be with you shortly. He's in demand, Dan Hall. <laughs> he is. He is. All he right. is. Twenty four seven. The man is. Yeah. <laughs> so should we call back in a couple minutes? Uh, yeah. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. Cool. I think, wait, wait. Actually, I think he's coming. I think he's coming. All right. Let's go relay. Are you live right now? We are. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you, pal. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> Oh, class. Yeah, I'm a raptor. <laughs> okay. You're a rapper? 
No, no, raptor. Oh, you're a raptor. Well, I'm big on raptor yeah. dinners, but we'll get into that another time. Sorry. Yeah, too. It's a video game. Nice reference. speaking to you, Matt. Take care. All right, buddy. All right. That was fun. How are we doing? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Fucking good, good. Good. Um, thanks for coming on. You're talking to Jim and Matt on UFC Unfiltered. How are you? Are you well? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, what did you think of the fights uh, this weekend? Awesome. I mean, all the way through, uh, there were a lot of surprises, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good decisions. Those kind of, you know, a lot of interesting decisions by the referees and the judges. I think there's a lot to talk about from it. You know, agree. And yeah. I think that, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just think that there's there are fights that happen this weekend that are, you know, they, they raise conversations about, you know, what do we do about fence grabs? What do we do about verbal submissions and those kind of things? So, I'm hoping that conversation continues not only about the fights but about, you know rule infringements and those kind of things. What do you think about, we were just talking before you got on the phone, I thought Uzdemir uh, beat Reyes. I thought he won that fight. Um, what did you think of that? I thought, I thought Uzdemir had two rounds to one. Yeah, I, I, I did the same. I thought Volkan looked very good. I thought, you know, he was using head movement well to get out the, off the center line, away from Reyes' long, you know, long-range straight punches. Um, I felt like his wrestling was good as well. Um, he, he just seemed to have more of an idea of what he was trying to achieve in the fight. And I'm not sure whether Reyes was expecting something different from Volkan, but he, you know, after the first round, he seemed to be kind of second-guessing himself, not yep. exactly sure what he was, well, you know, which way he was going with the fight. Whereas, you know, Volkan, for me, stuck to a game plan. I mean, you know, we had the USC stats in front of us, which kind of does influence the way that we see the fight a little bit. But on the stats, as close as they were, you know, they, they had Volkan winning as well. I mean, just, just winning. Yeah, I thought that was not a particularly good decision. I mean, the third round might have uh, made the stats a little bit uh, better for Reyes, too. But I thought it was clear that uh, Uzdemir was pushing the fight. He was pushing the action. He was more aggressive. And, uh, yeah, Reyes looked like he really just did not know how to respond. No. I mean, you know, a good experience for him, though. You, you look at the experience that Volkan Uzdemir has got and who he's fought in his UFC career so far. Um, I mean, he, he kind of... Well, it's interesting to think that he came in, uh, he made his UFC debut on short notice against OSP. And Dominic Reyes is just coming off a win of, uh, over OSP. So he had three fights in the UFC before he got to that stage. Whereas Volkan stepped straight into the octagon at that high level and has had high level fights since. Yes, right. You know, so it was, a, it was a big step up, I think, for Dominic Reyes. And I think you know, a lot of good, uh, good experiences for, you know, for him to learn in that fight. I, um, you know, I just hope that you know, because he came away with the win, he doesn't feel like he doesn't need to add anything to his game because I think, I think you know, he, could, he could have benefited from a, sure. you know, a split decision loss would have benefited. I agree 100%. I, as far as with the, the experience, now when it's not broke, when something's not broke, you don't feel like you have to fix it or add anything uh, new to your game. Dominic has been overwhelming for people. So he's not used to people surviving and dealing with that, that, on, that uh, onslaught he usually puts on in that opening round, you know, because he's so explosive. But wait, did we lose Dan? Is yeah. That, oh, Dan, you're still here. Okay, <laughs> just making yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Dan, first of all, what's up, man? I haven't talked to you in a while, buddy. How are so you, man? Are you well? I'm good, buddy. I'm really good, and I'm so happy to see you kicking ass with the uh, the commentary, buddy. Not to get Thank off what I was just talking I about. That. But listen, so yeah, so I don't think so. I thought when it went to the decision, and I, I and it was you, Dan, because you were saying, oh well, you you were giving it to Vulcan, and you thought it was, like just like you said, it would be a great learning experience. For Dominic, and then when it went to Vulcan, I don't even though he gained experience, I don't. It, it's not like he has to go back to the drawing board type of thing because he got that nod. So in the yeah, long run, it yeah. might be worse for him that he got the decision. 
Yeah, I, I think you know at some point he's gonna he's gonna hit that top ten level, that that top five level even perhaps now, and he's gonna realise that that you know his game's not complete. I mean, you know, for a fighter that's had eleven professional fights, he's very very good. You know, he's tall, he's rangy, he's got a background in wrestling from high school. His striking's very very good as well. And as you said, because he's so overwhelming, he's been able to run through a whole bunch of people on the way to the UFC. So he's not been challenged. He's not had to really dig deep. And what I think we saw against Volkan was, you know, he did have to dig deep. And, and he kind of, I mean, there was, there was no like plan B or plan C is what it felt like for me. Whereas Volkan had much more of a direction. It was much more of a more mature performance from Volkan. And uh, I mean, you know, I think Dominic can still, it can, can be critical and he can learn from it. But at the same time, I think, you know, if he'd have picked up a split decision loss, it would have, it would have really spurred him on to, uh, to add new things to his game. And as a fighter, when something like that happens, and I'm sure it's happened to both of you guys, where you have a decision like that that goes and you know you won, and now he's come, this is his third loss in a row. What do you do mentally to get back in? How do you convince yourself that there's something uh, left to fight for when you, when you, when you clearly win the fight and, and don't get it? After, and then it's your third well, loss. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good question, and it must be frustrating for Volkan. I'm sure that he can watch the fight back, and, you know, at this stage in his career, a win or a loss, and he would have been able to, to take himself honestly uh, and, and move forward. The problem is now, you know, he's, he's three losses in a row, and, and that puts a lot of pressure on his next fight. It, it wouldn't be for the UFC to release him because of the people that he's fought, um, but it, it, there's so much pressure going into this next fight because he has to get a win. And unfortunately, what, what we need to see out of his performance is a bit more risk-taking, you know, throwing with power. When we've seen him throw with power, he's able to knock people cold. I mean, you know, he's got very, very dangerous short-range power. Um, I just think he's holding back a little bit because he's, you know, he's trying to play it safer. I mean, he's had his nose broken a couple of times now. That's, a, you know, a real road bump to get over as well as a fighter. Um, I, I just think maybe there's a lot of doubt in his mind at the moment, and a, and a split decision loss doesn't help that. It's funny, man, because it does it does add pressure. I had more than once I had back to back losses, and uh, even if they were close or not, whether I agreed with the decision or not, going into that my third that you know my uh, before I won again, it was uh, like shit, man. Is it going to be three now? You had something similar. You had like I think three or four, and then you went four. and you came back four, and yeah. you came and listen. And just to to note, one of those. You did go to distance with one of the best ever, GSP, and so it's not like you got smashed four times. You had some tough fights, uh, and some of those like would call us content, dude. If you're, it was like that was like a, you guys both threw those left hooks at the same time. Where listen, you know this is the game of fucking laces out, where it's a split, you know, um, a little thing in a, a little different direction. It's a different outcome, but the mentality. You came back and then you won your your last two, so. Yeah. If you had to say one bit of advice, what would it be to Vulcan as far as to, to, to not feel that pressure or how to deal with it? I think, you know, an honest perspective of himself is important. We've, we've actually just been recording a podcast and we were talking about coming back from a knockout like Darren Till did at the weekend. And, you know, I, I, w I was there as well. I you know, lost to GSP, then got knocked out by, by Condit. And my process of getting over that was to watch it over and over again until I could kind of start to laugh at it. You know, I'd laugh at how stupid my mohawk looks when I got punched in the face and those kind of things. And it just, it, it lightens the load. It allows me to, to, to look at the whole thing with a little humor. And then I can look at myself from a more honest perspective. But Volkan's a world-class fighter. There's no doubt about that. All he needs to do is rem remind himself of that. And whatever he does to get to that stage, whether that's, you know, watching the fight back and seeing that he did really win the fight and that he deserved the victory, 
and taking that into his next fight as a bit of you know a bit a bit of extra venom in his shots that might be useful or you know accepting the fact that you know this is the sport and you just have to kind of get in there and be yourself and you know follow the martial arts journey as it is you know i mean volcan would be a great fight in, in you know in different organizations a lot of other um fights out there for him outside of the ufc and he, and he is a world-class fighter you know, pe- people like to like to get plugged into the fighters' mm-hmm. journeys, you know, and, and follow it through the sport. And I think Volkan's the kind of person that you can invest in. You know, he speaks well. He's a nice mm-hmm. guy, uh, clearly very talented, and he's a knockout artist, which helps. Um, I, I just think he needs to he needs to remind himself that he is a world class athlete. Yeah, and his name is Volkan, which is kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. But uh, Dan, <laughs> listen, speaking of, <laughs> it is a cool name. Uh, Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. I was so impressed with Masvidal. And uh, I'm not just saying that because I had him picked and Jimmy had the till picked. That's but true. I did have Darren I'm sorry. Him. I didn't mean to bring that up when Dan's on the <laughs> There's phone. There's no need to. I no shit. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. But let me tell you, uh, Dan, that was, a, I mean, fuck, man. Jorge Masvidal, he shines. When, he, when he's put on that big stage, I mean, what he did with Cowboy and now what he did with Darren Till, I mean, it, is, this, it's, is it his time now? I mean, let's talk about that fight. Yeah, it's definitely his time now. And I think he's realizing that. You know, all the way through fight week, he, he was walking around with this this swagger, this confidence that, you know, I didn't see that from Tyron Woodley in the build-up to the, to the Darren Till fight. So that in itself was, was quite a statement. He was just so comfortable in himself. And I think, you know, he's got to that stage of his career where he's had, what, 40 or 50 fights now. He knows who he is in, as an individual. He knows what he's capable of. You know, a win or a loss, like, like, like in the circumstance with Volkan, he's not going to affect him nearly as much. Because, you know, he knows he's good, he knows he's talented, and he knows that, as you said earlier, the, you know, the, the errors in this sport can be so minute and you can end up on the, on the other side of a really bad knockout. And Masvidal was very accepting of that, which is why he was able to take the risks that he did in the fight. Um, but, you know, with that confidence comes momentum, and I think carrying that momentum into his next fight, which is now looking like it's got to be Leon Edwards, um, I'm just excited to watch him. I, I'm I'm really plugged into Masvidal's uh, career because I just he's always been a good fighter, even back in the street fighting days. Uh, but you, you know, you see him now; he's finding his rhythm in, in the in the octagon, and he looks uh, like a real threat. And Till looked very good in the first round too. He knocked him down. I mean, for Masvidal, it didn't start off well at all. I mean, the first the, fly, the flying uh, kick he tried, he kicked him in the balls. He had to, they had to stop, you know. So that was kind of a miscue. And then he gets knocked down. So it looked like it was going to go very poorly for him. And uh, I guess that's all that experience of all those fights is just being able to kind of regroup and not panic and, and, and just go down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, you know, like you said, that is it's fight experience and maturity. You know, some of the fighters they could have started down a slippery slope at that point, starting to question themselves and second guess what they were doing. And oh, you know, maybe this is not my night. I don't feel, I don't feel on tonight. I don't feel sharp. You know, Masvidal just, you know, kept going with a smile. Like as he was landing, as, as he landed that first right hand, that first left hand, as he was landing, he was already reacting to it. He was already already wooing and laughing. Yeah. You know, that, that, <laughs> if you can maintain that mentality, that is a strength that is, you know. It's an undeniable strength in combat sports. I remember seeing, because I was concerned, when he knocked him down, he got on top of him, and he was using his legs to create distance so he wasn't getting smashed. And he was smiling. I believe he said something to him also, Masvidal. So I'm like, oh, he's clear-headed already. He's cool, and he's in a horrible position, but he's he's, he's just level-headed. And then when he worked his way back up, 
you know, he just it's like he just resets and he gives a little smile and he goes back in there. That's a dude that's made for it. And know what I liked? I liked what he afterwards what his, was very classy in his post fight speech. And uh, I like when he pointed out. He goes, "Look, man. He goes, you know, he's he's 24. I'm 34. Like this is I need this now. He doesn't need you know like not that Darren Till doesn't need it, but he has time to mature into a." Uh, you know, into into a future champion where Masvidal's like, yo, man, I got kids. <laughs> he's like, I need to get this shit now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's, and that's, that's just kind of paints a picture of who Masvidal is. And this, the fans responded to it. You know, I mean, the, the, obviously the, the, the arena was partial to Darren Till on the night, as you would imagine. Yeah. But, you know, in his post-fight interview and, and the credit that he gave Darren Till, you, yeah. you can just hit the, the, the change in mood in the arena you know, everybody warmed to him immediately. You can tell the kind of person that he is. He's genuine. He's, you know, he's one of the realists in the sport. Yeah. And that comes across on the mic as well as in his fighting style. It doesn't matter where he goes. People are going to love him. He might be against the hometown hero, but afterwards and before, the fans are still going to love him. And we saw that throughout fight week, open workouts and stuff. Now, give me your thoughts on that altercation. And do you know, because you hear some of it, but when he said, say it to my face, what did... He said, because there was something about July, and then he said, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he tried to show, he tried to, I didn't like that he tried to interrupt, um, you know, yeah. yeah, the you know, these guys, let, let him have his glory, man. He main event, he just take care, took care of business. But do you know what he said to him uh, that made him want to walk over to him? Yeah, okay. so as I was leaving the arena to head backstage, uh, I actually walked past uh, Masvidal and his team, and they were surrounded by security in the arena, but after the fans had left. So, I mean, that was immediately unusual. <laughs> I heard there'd been a bit of an altercation backstage, and as I walked past, I saw I saw the team, and I was like, oh, clearly Masvidal got involved. So I, I leaned over, and I, you know, I kind of you know, moved the security and was like, you know, talking to him about what had happened. And he said, hey, I was doing my interview with ESPN, as Leon Edwards walked past, he shouted, how about July? And Masvidal's reply was, maybe, maybe not. And then Leon said something, you know, shut your mouth, you full of shit, or something like that. Yeah. And then Masvidal said, hey, say that to my face. And that's kind of where the video picks it up, where you see Masvidal kind of, you know, cutely strolling over with his, with his hands behind his back and then delivers the, the three-piece and a soda. Uh, <laughs> he, he cut him I, too. Know, he cut my, him on the my, eye. my official stance is terrible for the sport. You know, we, we don't want to see this kind of thing from the athletes. Yep. My fan perspective, I love it. I can't wait to see that fight. Yeah, it really. And Edwards, of course, is not pressing charges because it really does make that fight uh, the one. It was kind of like when Usman and uh, Covington are going back and forth. These guys genuinely hate each other's guts, and now it looks like they're going to fight, and that just makes people want to see it. Yeah, sell so tickets. You know, it's, it's a part of the narrative. We love it. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of. Weird that Leon didn't get cut in the fight at all with with the dangerous yeah. Gunnar Nelson, <laughs> and then he got he got cut up with that three piece. You know, skin on skin's a different thing, man. Sure, you know. And what do you think too? We wanted to ask you also about uh, Silvio and and, and and Roberts that fight, uh, the refereeing in there. Yeah, it was it was odd. I mean, I I'd not, I didn't get a chance to speak to the referee. I think it was Kevin Sataki, and, yep. and he's an excellent referee. You know, we, we, we've seen him. Uh, you know, we we have him referee most of the European cards, and and he is excellent. Um, and I always do kind of I always do kind of defer to the referees because you know they have been appointed to do that job, and I'm not qualified to do it. So sure. it's, you know, it, it, I don't know what he was, you know, what he was seeing in there. My, my immediate thought is that it brings up a conversation around what is a verbal submission. You know, do we need a safe word or does it just have right. to be some kind of scream of pain? Because in that moment, it sounded like Danny Roberts screamed in pain, but it's a fight. It's going to be painful. 
you know, we, we should maybe allow some kind of verbal outburst, if, you know, without it being a submission every time. Um, so I think that's the bigger conversation to come out of it. I mean, if Danny Roberts did scream in pain, then that's down to the referee's judgment on that moment. I would have let it go because that's the kind of fighter that I am. I, I, would, rather, I, would, I would rather allow the limb to hyperextend or snap because I'm in there for a fight. But, you know, at the same time, we, we, just, we just don't know what the referee was seeing or hearing. Uh, it's frustrating for, for Danny Roberts, and obviously he feels like it was, a, it was an early stoppage. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Claudio Silva is he just he's always surprising me. Every time he steps in there, he looks he looks so unassuming compared to the guys like Danny Roberts and Nordi Interleb. But he's he's got the skills. And what did you think of uh, you know? I guess they uh, they said Silva dug his toes into the the cage. Like, what exactly was that? And I I could not see it from the other angle. Is that even illegal? What he did. Oh uh, yes. So so what had happened was he used the it hooked into the fence with his toes and bridged over. But the problem in that in that moment is that from our our perspective, Claudio Silva already already had good control of a belly down armbar. And, and my my concern was in that moment that by by taking that position away, it was actually negatively affecting Claudio Silva instead of Danny Roberts, right. who was the one responsible for the infringement. Oh right, but, right you know right. we had the, we had the. We had the same problem with the, uh, the Safarov uh, against uh, Nega Marianu fight. You know, Safarov was holding the fence while he was striking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, w- w- we, need to, we need to encourage the referees more to deduct points while the fight's happening instead of stopping it and intervening and changing the position. Like in that moment, with the belly down armbar, the referee could have hand on the back of the fighter, one point deduction for hooking the fence or just a verbal warning, whatever's necessary, and then let the fight play out instead of standing them up and altering the flow of the fight. You know, fighters need to be punished in the moment a bit more, I think, instead of, the, uh, you know, instead of it requiring a stand-up all the time. So, yeah, the reset actually hurt who he was not intending to hurt. So, sorry, say that again. The referee, uh, he, hurt, he hurt him, uh, Silva, by resetting when he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, I think potentially from the position that it was that, that we were sitting, it looked like uh, Claudio Silva had had the armbar fairly secured in. Um, I mean, I don't know. This is this is the thing. I mean, Danny Roberts may have fought out of it and been in the top position there anyway, but we, we just don't know. What I what I do know is that when the referee stopped it to give the warning, the position was changed, and you can't reset them in that position. You, 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 I mean, you, you're no better than me, Matt. In yeah. circumstances when it's just a jiu-jitsu tournament and they roll towards the end of the mat, trying to position them back in the right spot in half guards is difficult enough. Yeah, <laughs> you no. know what I mean? Like, you, you try and reposition someone in a belly-down armbar, no one's going to give an inch, and it's going to be a debate for five minutes before it restarts. No, nah, it's true. And then if, when we hang up, we're going to have Chris the producer play this thing <laughs> for me because I had a, a my kids had a dance comp all weekend, Dan Hardy, and it was fucking it was it's beautiful and brutal both at the same times. So I missed it's a long fucking day, so I missed that one fight. <laughs> but we're going to watch it right after this. That's why I'm so quiet. You don't think I get involved with a fucking jujitsu conversation? Yeah. All right. Let's not, listen, Dan Hardy's got more comments. Uh, Dan Hardy, tell, I don't know why I'm seeing his full name. I don't know. I miss him. I, I haven't seen the guy in ages. Yes, Matt Sarah would like to ask you a question. Uh, what? I, yeah, my question is <laughs> the reptile. Tell me about your podcast. That's the question. Well, we've got a we've got a couple in at the moment. I mean, we've we've stopped one. We had three podcasts, uh, three episodes of uh, Listen with myself and Mark Goddard. Um, but the weekly one we have running is Full Reptile Radio. Um, and that is myself and usually my good friend Owen Oxley. We just talk through the fights that have happened and, you know, what's coming up. We've actually just recorded this week's episode now. Um, 
And then, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll have a, a guest on with me as well. Like last week, we had a guy called Ross Edgley on, who's, uh, he actually just swam around the UK. And try and get your mind around that. He spent 158 days at sea. Jesus, man. <laughs> the guy's a maniac. You're, so, you know, every now and then I'll get, I'll get a guest on. But, yeah, for the most part, it's me and Owen talking nonsense about, about UFC fights. Did he get fucked over by a uh, jellyfish? Who, the woman who's tried to swim from... Uh... That's the one. Oh, uh, that who you're talking guy. about? What did he do? Wrapped around his face. His, his, eyes, his eye socket swelled up so much that he had to punch his goggles into his face to make the seal hurt happen. <laughs> Lunatic. Wait, you're saying, wait, who's the person that had, who, who are you talking about? Uh, Ross Edgley. Oh, no, He's I'm a, thinking about a woman. This happened to a woman uh, who, oh, no. who swam either from Cuba to the U.S. Where she, she did some crazy long swim like that, but jellyfish are what kept fucking her up. Is uh, She would get attacked by a, a bunch of jellyfish. Yeah, Diana Nyad. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jellyfish. Where was wow. she swimming? Was it was it across uh, Cuba to Florida? Oh, it's Cuba to Florida. Okay, yeah, the jellyfish are what did her in. So he punched the goggles because his face was so swollen. Yes, yeah, he, like so. Basically, he, he, I mean, he was stung by jellyfish all the way throughout the swim, but this particular one was really, really bad. And when he, you know, he, he, he stopped in the water, he shouted up to the captain who was who was manning the ship, the, the the boat that followed him around, and he said, "Hey, this this sting that I've had on my face is really bad." And the captain shouts back, that's because the tentacle's still wrapped around your face. <laughs> oh, and he managed to get this jellyfish, uh, this jellyfish tentacle, like, wrapped around his face and tangled into his goggles as he was swimming. Jimmy and loves it, when... It, it, Jimmy loves when his <laughs> testicles wrapped around his... Oh, tentacles, you said. Oh, you said tentacles? Yes. Oh, Jimmy, I thought he said... Te never mind. Listen, man, we can talk all day jellyfish. I want to know one more question about the jellyfish. How did he find... Did he just peel it off? Yeah, yeah, he, he, uh. he, he just basically pulled it off and, and put his goggles back on, but that's when he had to punch him into his face. The guy's a lunatic. Have a, have a look at his story. He's, uh, he's, he's got a book out. It's amazing. And what do you think of uh, uh, Bisping, who are uh, being inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame? Oh, I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, you, you look at his career and the amount of fighters that he's influenced, the amount of people on the UFC roster that you know, grew up watching Bisping and were inspired to, to, to have a go, particularly in Europe. Um, I think it's great, and you know he, he is the he is the consummate underdog. Every time he yep. fights, pretty much you expect the other guy to win, and he he got a title shot, and nobody expected him to beat Rockhold again. And you know he just he, it was it was just a it was a Cinderella story with a lot of downs, a lot of very very low points, sure. <laughs> but the high points were so dramatic that. You know, you, you just have to be invested. And he's one of the most entertaining guys in the oh. sport. I mean, just as a yes. person, who doesn't like Michael Bisping? <laughs> oh, I love. <laughs> Especially in that. He's always got something interesting to say. <laughs> I, I like when they went to the center of the cage to do the, uh, you know, the last minute uh, the fighter introductions with the, the ref. And uh, he goes, you know, you want to touch hands, do it now. And then um, uh, Luke was saying that, you know, when they come out, motion them to him, like, you know, we're not going to touch. He's like, oh, we're not going to touch? Oh, I'll touch you in a minute, buddy. What did he say? I'll touch you. In a minute. <laughs> we actually have to play it, but it was actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to be touch you in a minute, motherfucker, or something like that. I love Michael Bisping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's hysterical. He's a very man. enjoyable man. One of my favorite parts of, of, of his career was uh, obviously, you know, the, the Rockhold victory. <laughs> but I think he's the only fighter that's ever ran up, ran and climbed the octagon fence and then looked back into the octagon instead of out. Oh, you know, everybody always, they run up, they, they scream out to the crowd and they're really happy. happy. Oh. Uh, Michael Bisping <laughs> runs up, climbs the octagon fence and then he turns around to, to Luke Rockhold, <laughs> points at him and he just goes, F! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a great winner. He's not a. He's he's, he's so funny as a winner. 
I remember he did the same thing to to, uh, to Matt Hamill. The guy's like the nicest oh, guy, yeah. and, and it was almost like a it was a it was a close decision when he fought him, and Matt Hamill was taking him down. He's getting up, and then he won, and then you think he'd be gracious, and Mike Mike Bisping's just like ah, it's not fucking wrestling. Ah, he's fucking shitting on him. <laughs> I fucking love it. For anybody else, you'd hate him, but when he does it, it's just, I don't know. I love it. And one more question. He always does it while he's laughing. Oh, yeah. That's great. (laughs) And uh, just before we let you go, Dan, uh, Poirier is going to be calling in a little bit later and uh, talk about 236 uh, and the fight against Max Holloway. What do you think about that matchup? Oh, it's it's a fascinating one. It really is, because I think both of these guys are really going to find their feet in this division. I I think they're going to be more comfortable at this weight. You know, certainly Max Holloway, I I think he's time to move up as a has come from what we've seen of, of his last couple of weigh-ins. Um, Poirier, I think the same. You know, after that loss to McGregor, you know, he moved up a weight class and has just looked great ever since. I think that these guys are two of the most exciting in the sport. I think Max Holloway is going to be difficult to back up for Poirier. He's probably going to lead Poirier to do a lot of counter-punching, trying to come over the top. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Poirier, uh, you know, leaning on his wrestling a lot more. He's got a lot... Up, oh, Dan... We lost you, buddy. Is he there? He's still on. Is he on? He might have walked into another room or something. Yep. He he is across the pond. Yep. (laughs) Well, maybe he just got bored with us and hung up. Yeah, he might have said, (laughs) He's like, fuck those guys. (laughs) Let me just, I'll hang up and then I'll call him right back. All right, man. That's fun. I like like me some Dan Hardy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good man. It happens. You know? That is going to be interesting, though, if Poirier does go for for takedowns against Max. Yeah, dude tell you man those people swimming in that ocean really. it's crazy dude the jellyfish or yeah i forgot the woman's name I, they, I, I, they can really get you in a jam yeah getting stung by the, jellyfish jellyfish jelly jam hi jimmy you like that jimmy you, jimmy feel free to use any i'm letting you know you could use my jokes oh hey uh, dan oh. okay dan hey yeah sorry, we, we got cut off I'm... mid-thought matt just hit me with uh, the, the horrible joke no what about, about about the jellyfish, <laughs> he oh. said something about the jellyfish thing in you that would really put you in a jam. It was some sort of a bread topping <laughs> joke. We're trying <laughs> to decipher. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I if you know. Sound like Matt? No, right then I'm better than that, ain't I? I, I tried to give. I know Jimmy's a uh, professional like, comedian. He gets paid to be silly and tell jokes. So I just like to give him some free gems to maybe use in his new. Act. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Buddy. <laughs> so what, what were you saying, Dan? We didn't want you to get cut. Your last question to get cut off. We we're talking about uh, Poirier Max. Yeah, Poirier. So basically what I was saying is like, I think Poirier's got a longer, lower stance. And I think, I, I just think he's going to lean on, on his wrestling a bit more. I, I feel like uh, he's going to try and be the more well-rounded MMA fighter in there. You know, Max Holloway is probably going to want to kickbox as he normally does. He's going to be difficult to push back. So it's going to be a case of, you know, kickboxing exchanges with Poirier forcing wrestling exchanges. And Max Holloway, I would think, hunting for that neck. You know, I always go back to that guillotine he was attacking Cub Swanson with. He wrapped it and chased him to the floor, stepped over him and, ch- and chased him to the floor. I mean, I can see Holloway chasing that a few times, but um, Poirier's neck defense and wrestling is, is really good. So I won't be surprised if it's a decision, and I won't be surprised if it's a tight decision as well when we get to the judges' scorecards. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. Always good, uh, always good listening to you call fights, and uh, it was good talking to you. Yeah, Dan, anything you want to plug, thank buddy? You guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, you promote anything? Yeah, well, just check out the YouTube channel. Just uh, check out Full Full Reptile Radio. We've got, uh, you spoke to James at the start of the call. I didn't realize we were going live straight away. So uh, Kid Mystery answered the call. He's one of the Raptors, and they are now filming everything that I'm doing. So podcasts and UFCs and Cage Warriors and Polaris. 
So we've got a YouTube channel, so we're, you know, we're gathering subscribers by the day. So find that, Full Reptile Radio Fight Network, and uh, just give us a little subscribe. That'd be awesome. Well, he's one of the Raptors? What the fuck is a Raptor? One of the Raptors. The Raptors, Velociraptors. You've seen Jurassic Park. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, so you they call... They everywhere. They were in the kitchen. But you call your posse... Your posse. He's one of your posse. Now, he's a raptor. They're all raptors? He's one of the raptors. The, what? the, the camera guys, yeah. And what are you, then? King raptor? I'm... I'm full reptile. You're fucking full, full reptile. reptile. No, I'm just trying to think. I like it. I like wacky shit. That's awesome, man. I know you do. I, I remember know. training with you before GMP. <laughs> it was all wacky shit. I know. And you never judged me. Dan, hey, man, I look forward to seeing you, buddy. Congrats on all your success, man. I'm really happy for you, dude. Thank you, man. Good speaking to you. All right, Dan. All right. Take care, Dan. Nice take talking care, to you. bro. All right, guys. Speak to you soon. Now, this yeah. cool. Oh, sorry. No, I say we had a good time, man. Dan, before his... Uh, his he fought for the title. I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't know him, you know, and uh, and I already fought George, obviously. So Dana called me up and he goes, "Look, man, he's the fight was gonna be in Jersey, I think, and he was out. He was where? What was it gonna be in Canada? Where the fuck was it? I don't know. But anyway, he was on the East Coast training, and he had a um, Dana's like, yo, man, he's got a." He's in a spot, man. He doesn't really have a place to train or whatever it was. So he ended up training by me for that fight a bunch, you know? Yeah, it was and, in Jersey. Uh, yeah, we were going over a lot of and a lot of different stuff. And and I and I got to know Dan and I become I, that's how I became friends with Dan. But it was funny because before I met him, I saw an interview and he was talking about how I beat GSP standing. And, you know, I'm basically, you know, kind of like sloppy or something. It wasn't exactly, you know, it, but he said it in like in his, in the, the, the English way where it's, it was like a proper insult, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a bad dig, but it was basically yep. that. So I didn't know how to take the guy. So I'm like, all right, man. So I did an interview after that and somebody asked me, I'm like, all right, man, let's see how it works out for him. So I was actually rooting against him in the beginning yeah. and then they had to train with me. So it was weird. And then we hit it off. And now we're buddies. Sure. That's it. it. wasn't a great story, you know, but it's a story. Hey, uh, <laughs> Ali Ab uh, Abdelaziz, he's uh, Kamaru's manager. And, Ali? Uh, he said uh, about Masvidal's win over Till, he said, we think Jorge Masvidal deserves the next title shot, not Colby Covington. Colby's a terrible person and doesn't deserve it. Jorge just knocked out Till like that. He should be next. I disagree. I disagree. So and look, I know Colby is not popular, yeah. and, a lot, and maybe he's an asshole, he won the interim Tell him, title. Man. Tell him. And I know he didn't take the fucking Woodley fight because he had something medical. Fair Dude. enough. He should have taken it, but he did, it was a medical reason. He didn't hold out for money. He Dude. didn't. He won the interim title. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it, man. Make it a song, man. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, come it has to on, be. Ali. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. No. Yeah, let me see. A, come on, Ali. Yay, it should be Colby. Yeah, like we got something going. Yeah, we come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. You're not gonna come on, Eileen. It's come on, Eileen. Is yeah. it come on, Eileen? It's yep. come, come on, on I, I, yeah. right? Yes. So let's fuck, fuck around with that. Ready? No, let's do it after. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it while we're walking. Yeah, why don't you just address his point? That made, uh, that oh, made, I think you're right. I mean, shit. Well, also, oh. the Camaro-Colby fight is such a Much more sell. interesting. Listen, I love Ali, but come on, dude. You're not a matchmaker. He's just pissed off. The bottom line is this. You don't have to be a nice guy to get the fucking title that you've earned, the title shot, I should say, right. that you've earned by winning the, the interim belt. He fought RDA, beat him. That's Jimmy. the bottom line. There has to be some order to this. 
Listen. It can't just be random. It cannot just be a popularity contest. It cannot just be who has the last good win. Listen. Masvidal was amazing. Good for him. He, he, he knocked Darren Till out the way fucking uh, 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 Nganu knocked out Alistair Overy. It was a beautiful, beautiful knockout. Colby Cummington, I'm not crazy about him. But the bottom line is he fucking deserves the title shot. And you can't make it a popularity contest when the guy was the interim champion. Then what's the use of having these interim belts? They should stop having these interim belts if they're not going to be honored. I think that he deserves the shot. I feel that Ali and Usman just hates a strong word. They dislike no, Colby so much. They just don't want to give him a payday, basically. Yeah, they That's might, why they he's might saying, yeah. and not, not for anything... Not that Jorge would be an easier fight. I think no, Jorge's a beast. I think he's a better matchup but for as far, it Yes, because of the grappling yep. aspect where even if he gets out of that thing clean, it he might lose on takedowns. So, you know, where coming from the wrestling background, Kobe's got a very good wrestling background. Whether he's a tool or not, the guy's a good fighter. He's a really good fighter know? and he's so, a smothering fighter. Um, and he's a very, very but, aggressive uh, guy. I, I think he absolutely deserves the next shot. Did you say something to insult Chris, the producer? No, no, no. Why'd he leave? Uh, he's getting me he coffee. Right? Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, now I feel bad about throwing him under the, there's not, no bus to throw him there's under. There's no bus. You know? We can go over our picks. You we got to talk Dustin Poirier. All right. Uh, before Dustin, let's talk about our picks. Oh, and I want him to show me that arm lock, man. Oh, and there was a, there was a girl fight with Mc, Mc, McCann. Let me see this thing. Molly McCann against Priscilla. Uh, did you Kachuar. see Molly McCann versus Priscilla? I did. Did you see that? Yes. What a... 29, 20. Oh, okay. But I'll tell you, man, that Molly McCann, holy crap, is she tough? Yeah. And she had a, a bro, she had a broken orbital bone. That would cry wow. it's requiring surgery. That thing looked, she looked like a little cyclops, but it did not slow her down one iota. Is that proper to say? What's an iota? Iota's a little smidge. One iota. Let me ask you a question yes, about Jimmy. the broken orbital bone. Who did it look like? Oh, it looked like Gunnar Nelson. Um, did he, was his orbital bone broken or was that just a, 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 a swelling? Uh, when he got hit, it looked like he got hit with a fucking elbow. They were, yeah, they're a beautiful elbow. Over yeah. The top. They were speculating that, um, I haven't read anything officially about that. And when okay. he went into the corner, hey. they put a, the uh, compress you know, on the, it, yeah. yeah, the, the, the end swell on it and he didn't even flinch. No. So, I mean, if he, if it was broken, he's do me, ridiculously Do tough. me a favor, get that. Claudio Silva arm yeah, lock sure. on there, so I could see what all the the hubbub is about. Yeah, yeah. we can begin that. going over the. We watched, We were just talking about the Molly McCann fight, man. How she, that oh was my like, god, she had a broken orbital bone. Dude, yeah, that, that made girl. Me think of it. And I like her nickname is Meatball. I like yeah. that. You know, I that's can, what I, I can relate. Like after, yeah, oh, I did look like it's that. It's a wrong fight. Um, what are you looking at? That's, no, no, that's Roberts. Oh, this is what you're looking for? Yeah. I'm sorry, you didn't see that. Yeah, we watched it. How come I don't hear it? Because uh, I'm just gonna get to the. Sorry, no, you didn't see this. All right, get to the part, and then I want to hear. Oh, you know what? I skipped back. Hold on, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, come yeah. on. What do you do? I skipped back because I was showing Jimmy something. I was showing him when he puts his feet in the fence. Robert put his feet in the fence. I don't. Which was a weird. How stop. did I miss this fucking fight, man? Because I was at a dance thing all day, man. How'd it go? All week, all my do? kids did phenomenal. Did one they? of them got title. The other one got first place in her solos. And oh, that's awesome. It's just they did. They Were you did. proud? Oh, so proud, Jimmy. You're not gonna get me upset. That one might be upset. Nah, I'm okay. Like a, How are you watching it? Why is he locking it? his ankles like that? Oh, Matt. Who's on bottom? Who's, who's got the arm lock? Silva has it. Yeah. Watch. And Robert spent the whole fight defending submissions and whatever. I thought he was probably winning this fight. That's a great oh, tattoo so on Robert, his back. All right, so let me see this. I don't like that. There's two and a half minutes left in the third round. No, he ah, and he's trying to drop him on his head. See, so watch, Matt, though. Look. He's out. 
No, that's some bullshit. Uh, bullshit no. stoppage, you're saying. Why do you, why did he yeah. stop it? He said it was a verbal tap. But I, did he scream? What did he say? I, I never heard. I've watched it a couple of times. I mean, I and I've, I haven't heard him. He certainly doesn't say, like, tap or anything. No, I didn't If like he that. let something out, I mean, it's maybe because it hurt, but that's I wonder okay. Why, I don't know why Claudio was locking his ankles like that. A lot of some guys do, I suppose. I don't like that because it's easy to stack and it's easy to get out, and you don't have as much control of the um, right. the head and the upper body. I don't know, man. He he had already got. I mean, I I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a jujitsu expert like you are, but yeah. he had already gone through like a number of different submission attempts. So maybe he was just I'm trying something different. He was again. a little tired at that I'm point. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. And because uh, I, I missed two, so you guys don't want to give. You guys should give them the proper. I hate missing any fights, but I and I saw a lot of the the prelims too. Oh, very good. I want to talk about the uh, Mark Takeshi versus Joe Duffy also. Oh man, was yeah. that, that a good guy fight. needed that? That man. was a good fight. You know, I mean, I felt a little for Duffy because I think he's having a hard time. And I think wasn't Takeshi on three straight fight. losses? Uh, yes. Yeah, Before that, was. yeah, he yeah. really needed that fight. That was a he great needed, fight. He fought very smart. He was so emotional afterwards. He needed that. That's the look of a guy that. Knew his back was against the wall. Oh yeah, and he's so, an aggressive guy you know, most a, of the time. So he no. he fought a, a smart fight. And there was a time where this oh man, he's the next big thing, yeah. and then he went on a slide. And it's easy to do in this sport, no matter who you are. It That's is right. easy to do. Yep. And uh, you know, so I mean, the fact that and you just so he tried Dan tried to interview him after he's just like yeah, I'm just I'm just happy. He's crying his eyes out. But that was uh, I was happy. I was happy for him. You know? Now we should go over some of our picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, can we actually just? I was just going to say we we can do the picks for it. Nathaniel Wood looked uh, terrific can against. Uh, be, I'm sorry. Before we get sure. into that, just one more. I yeah, want to yeah, give yeah. Uh, a little respect to his Dan uh, Ig. Is it Ig? Right? Uh, Ige, Dan uh, Ige. Ige. Yeah. Uh, he's just looking awesome. Can you just tell me his his record really quick in the UFC. Yeah, sure. I can pull it up. Because he's he, looking awesome, man. That was really cool. I liked it. I liked his fight. He's great, and he actually works with Ali. I mean, he does t uh, fighter management and all that stuff. So he's doing yeah. both. You know, he's. Come on, Ali. Hey, you. Wait, listen. Wait, I'm going to work. Wait, I'm going to work. Can yeah, I work on it? Wait till we're walking. He, um. <laughs> Dan what is it? Me and you are walking to the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll work on it. Fine, I'm going to hop in a cab. Dan is on a. <laughs> Dan is on a three-fight win streak. He uh, knocked out Mike Santiago. He had a decision win over Jordan Griffin pretty recently. Yeah, December. And then he just submitted uh, Danny Henry this past weekend. And he only has one loss in the UFC. It came against Julio Arce. It was a United decision loss. So. Oh, come on, Ali. Hey, it's got to be Kobe. And then I'm going to work on the next verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's getting smoother. It's very good. And I'm not getting away. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Let's do our picks. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sniping my feet like a big baby. No, no, that's okay. Um, the first fight on the main card that we picked was Jack Marshman and John Phillips. That's right. We Talk all had me. Marshman missed weight. Uh, yeah, by, he uh, missed by two pounds. He weighed in at 188. All right. Uh, forfeited 20% of his purse. Jimmy, you had it absolutely right. You had Marshman by decision. Matt, you had it absolutely right. And I had Marshman first round knockout. Mm, good it job, didn't happen. Marshman. They It seemed like they both had... A tough. I mean, they both landed, but they seemed like they had both had a tough time getting uh, like a yeah. real rhythm against each other. So it was a it was a good fight, and Marshman ended up winning that uh, by decision. Yeah, yeah, well, that's exciting. Tell me about and congrats, to Jack Marshman. I don't want yeah. to just blow past his fight. No, for sure. You know, cool ass tattoo. <laughs> All right, Danny Roberts. Claudio Silva, yeah, which we, we talked about, obviously. But, Jimmy, you had Claudio Silva by second-round submission. It went into the third round. Okay. Uh, Matt had Claudio Silva third-round submission. Thank you. And I'm, not a, I'm not a braggart. 
No, you're not, but I you're just, just absolutely no. correct. And I also had Claudio Silva my third round submission. I think we got lucky with that because uh, of how it ended, but no. we all got that. I changed my mind. It was a perfect submission. That's right. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, uh, Nathaniel Wood and Jose Quinones. Is that uh, Colby's little brother? Look, 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 yeah. <laughs> he does look like him a little yeah. bit, no? Colby Covington? He's like, great. I mean, this is a guy really to watch. Never stops coming forward. Yeah, he's great cardio. Re- really fun. And credit to Jose Quinones. He fought a great fight as well, but um, that ended by submission in the second round yeah. we all had nathaniel wood pick jimmy you had yeah. second round knockout matt had decision and i had uh, nathaniel by decision i think wood was aiming for the stash yeah, yeah. aiming for the stash what else <laughs> what else was that got? Jamie, janie's got a guy it might of? be okay. it might be uh vulcan news mayor dominic reyes we also talked about this we all had dominic reyes uh jimmy you had second round knockout matt you had third round submission i had second round knockout I was impressed by Vulcan, and he arguably won that he fight. He won that obviously. fight, yeah. Don't matter. We picked Dominic, and he yeah, won. Yeah, we, we got the points. So that's all, all right. good. Leon Edwards, Gunner, I mean, I stepped out. Can you, you guys scroll it about down? Because we're, we're still looking at, uh, sure. you know. Yeah, there Okay, we that's what I want Did you guys at. talk about this fight? Nope, or? not yet. Oh, okay. A little bit. Um, so, Jimmy, you had Gunnar Nelson by first round submission. Same for Did Matt. I have Gunnar? Wow. Yeah, and I had second round submission for Gunnar. I was impressed with Leon, man. Me too. And what about Leon... He didn't look bad on the floor at all, man. No, I think no, Gunnar was like, great. what the F? You know? It, it took till the last, whatever, 30, like a minute basically left in the third round for Gunnar to get on top. And he had a very firm mount, but he couldn't get anything going. He didn't have enough time. And Swan. I know I had Till in this uh, main event. Uh, you did. You had Darren Till by third round knockout. I had Darren Till by third round knockout. What I have? And a uh, Hall of Famer okay. had Jorge Masvidal by fourth round knockout. Wow. Came a little bit sooner than that. All right, so I get two points, though. Yeah, you do. You get uh, you get All two right. points for that. Matt, you went five for six, ten points this. Wait, weekend. wait, say that. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, say that again. Out of the six fights, you picked yes. five of them correctly. All right, all those people saying I can't amazing. pick them, huh? <laughs> I can't pick them. I think I say that I can't pick them, but yeah. sometimes I can. And you got ten points. Me and Thank Jimmy you. also, but we both had four out of six. Jimmy had eight points. I had six points. Right. And for the month of March. Jim Norton is 12 out of 18, 18 points. Matt is 10 out of 18, 17 points. So it's very close. And then I'm 9 out of 18, 15 points, having a rough month. Yes. So you're in third. Uh, This month I am, yes. But in the overall standings, Jim Norton's in the lead, 54.8% you're picking at. I'm picking at 51.7, and Matt is right there, 51%. So it's very close. Right. More than half the time, I get it right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Listen, man, what's next for Jorge Masvidal? Well, according to Ali, uh, he's going to get the next title fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think, think that's going to happen. No, he's gotta, I think he's going to fight once more. The Leon Edwards fight makes a lot of sense. Masvidal Edwards, yeah. Maybe the winner of that gets the winner of... Uh, man, Leon looked like a star. Uh, uh, Colby Covington against yeah. Kamar Wisman, yeah. But Woodley's got to be in that mix, though, too, you know. I mean, I don't think he God deserves the next... tough as shit, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. He had a... But I mean, he had his face swollen as hell too, man. I mean, what I like about it is they're not even it, him and also Molly uh, McCann. Yeah, right? they, it, they're not worried about their health right there. You know, her eye is shut, hundred percent shut. I mean, and there was no, there was never one, one. There wasn't a second when she's just like, oh wait, how do I? Is, my, is it okay? No, she's like, let me just destroy this chick yeah and gunner nelson too he went back and i wonder i like i remember listening between the second and third round when he had that 
hemoglobin. No, hemo. What is it? Hemotoma. <laughs> hemotoma. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what the hell's a hemoglobin? Hemoglobin's and, in the blood. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. That's they didn't want, That's not what I meant. But anyway, he went out. He was just like, "Yo, what he catch me with?" Type of thing. Like, what was that? What he right. what he catch me with? Yeah, they thought it might but be broken. It, yeah, man, but. War just warriors. Yeah, they warriors. really are. By, by the way, Molly McCann, first female English fighter to ever win inside the octagon. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not going to be the last time because she's a badass chick. One hundred percent. And that was against Priscilla Cachoeira, who had the really rough debut against uh, Valentina. Well, oh, is that ugly? The which ref, was that ugly. was with. Uh, don't tell me, Mario Yamasaki said he was letting her be a warrior. Mario Yamasaki, yeah. yeah. So she's wow. had. I mean, she's as tough as could be, and obviously had a better performance this time. Um, you know. Better, yeah, but I'll tell you what makes you. I mean, just winning the month means a lot. What? <laughs> That's right. It is. Look, you won the month. That's I won good. the month. I, listen, I live in the present. Five out of six. I believe I should win. So we should give something. We'll get a car Five sponsorship. Five out of six. And I should win a vehicle. Five. I'll talk to somebody, yeah. We'll see All if we can right. get you a car or something. Listen. Uh, we got a but. So we kind of haven't been talking about them. Whoa, I mean, Oh, news? Yeah, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of recently announced fights that we can get into oh, if you feel like. okay. Uh, to me, maybe if we just want to mention, I don't know if you guys saw uh, there's been a lot about Tony Ferguson over the you know last few days. He's got some personal issues going okay, on. How's, and, how's he doing? Yeah. Uh, well, he posted uh, a message, I think on Saturday or Sunday. He said, thank you all for the great support. I'm in great spirits. UFC and management are helping me find the help we need. I'm getting all of your messages. Right. Keep them coming. Thank you very much for the kind words. My family and team appreciates it. Lots of love, my social media fam. Keep the faith. Sure. Couldn't do the shit without you. Champ shit, batting cleanup. And uh, his wife, is, by the way, is saying that he's a great husband, a great father. Yeah. The restraining order is like part of, I guess, a technical thing. Maybe it's going to make him do something or, you know, yeah, she's I think trying it, to get him help. Yes, I think, you know, I don't want to speculate, whatever, but I think, yes, I think it's more to get Tony whatever help he needs uh, to get himself right and right. then, you know, get back to the acting eventually. So, you know, that, that's where that yeah, is. Yeah, even but. Connor, they're, they're all saying supportive stuff. He's, he's, he's having a rough time. Yeah. He thinks well, that, that something man. was implanted in his leg. Well, you wonder what makes. And again, you know, we had said before it could be a, you know, schizophrenia. There's a million things it could be. But what makes you think something has been planted in your leg? Like when you convince yourself of that, yeah, um, there's definitely something going on. Yeah, there's for sure. And but, but stuff that is, I'm sure it's readable. You know what yeah. I mean? So he's just got to get get help. So hopefully he will. But it seems like he's doing a little bit better now. Yeah, I mean. Life can be rough sometimes, man. You know what I mean? You just got to try to stay positive and yep. keep positive people around you. And just fight negativity. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. So any way possible, Jimmy. You're yeah, right? I am. You're smiling. I am. You're in a good mood. I am. You look like you're even in a better mood than you were a couple of minutes ago. No reason. All right. Jimmy. Uh, Matt, let me ask you about this. What do you so want? I was reading. What do you want to know? This was like how to bit... pass the guard. Well, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I trained this morning, passed several guards. That's great. Thank you. What were you going to ask? Uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think about this, Diego Sanchez, who's never been submitted in his MMA career? Yes, versus Damian Maya. Yes. What do you think about that? I mean, I, that's not official, but they're talking to each I other. I heard. About that fight. I heard rumblings. Yes. And I. That's what I want. Uh, this is what I want. I want to see those guys fight. I would love to see that fight, or I would love to see either one of them, Diego or Damian Maya, fight Ben Askren. Because oh, sure. I want to see these grappling exchanges. And I was so impressed with Diego versus uh, Mickey Gall. You know, and I know Mickey said he had a hard time with the weight, weight cut, or he, he said something. I forgot what else he said. His, I mean, his kidneys. Yes, his failing, kidneys and yeah. stuff. I feel for him, man. Yeah. Because he was looking. 
much improved. That first, sure. I remember watching that first round, going, "Oh man, this is actually a great fight for Diego, uh, for um, for Mickey, because he's showing off his new stand up, mm-hmm. and he's doing it with the right guy because he can." Because Diego's not exactly super right. dangerous, Danny. But Diego fought so he fought. Talk about fighting to your strengths, and he's and he fought so smart. And when he got that one takedown, boy, did he just milk the hell out of it. He could never get him back off him. And his the way he got the fight to the floor was beautiful. I never seen him do that trip before. It was just so awesome, and I was so happy. And I like Mickey a lot. But again, Mickey's a young kid who's going to have another day. You know, he's going to beat a lot of ass. Right. But uh, I was happy for the old school uh, Diego. Him versus Damian Moy, that makes sense. It makes sense. Two, um, you know, more mature fighters, you know, uh, who've been around. And it's a fight that people can get behind, man. I would love to see that fight. You know, I mean, wow. And who, who called for it first, Diego? Damien Maya, I think, was being interviewed. He put it out there as somebody that he'd want to fight, and then Diego was like, "Yeah, that I'm, would, I'm into it." Man, I would, I would love to see you. De- Diego Sanchez is very, very good on the floor. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, I, you know, that's like an understatement. But even if you go back to his fight, one of my favorite fights is him versus Carol Parisian. Uh, and wow, that was a that was a great fight. Just a fantastic fight of combination of like just because uh, Carol used his, his judo very well in, in, in MMA. And and he's and they both had a very um, a very good uh, gas tank, so it was just a whirlwind. And and then Diego with those knees that come up knocked his tooth out of uh, Carol's mouth, and it was just fucking awesome, man. How much I does it suck ups. when you're tired and you're fighting a guy who you know has a great gas tank? That happened to me versus Carol Parisian, and fucking it sucks, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that who you were talking about when you said that you knew you were just exhausted? There was one oh. fight you were you just like oh oh well because getting I mean listen. Everybody's got things they got to get past, but I had a little like meniscus tear. So when I got the call for the fight, I'm like, all right, you know, I took the Joe Silver and I'm like, all right, let me see how I feel because I just started getting back to like moving around a little bit. Where's the meniscus? It's on the, it's on my knee. Okay, you know, uh, it's not as bad as like the ACL or anything. So yeah, it affects and, and lateral it was, movement. More, yeah. Right? So what happened was it felt like I couldn't do any takedowns. So getting ready for the it, it look, it led to me getting better hands because. All I did was a lot of stand-up, not even so much kicking, but a lot of boxing. And I remember uh, Ray would bring me around to Lou Neglia's place in Brooklyn. I'd work with some of the guys down there. My buddy uh, Kevin Vargas, give him a shout-out. Nassau, Nassau, uh, Nassau County's finest. He's one of uh, a police guy over there. But um, you know, I got a lot of working with my hands because I couldn't do the takedowns. So it was one of the first fights where I'm like, all right, we're going to really rely on, on the stand-up. But the problem is, and I was in shape because I was able to run. You know, but I didn't do what the problem is in, in, in MMA is the up and down was just really exhausted, exhausting. Sure. That's one of the reasons why I say Volante never goes for a fucking takedown because he's afraid of getting losing one and getting exhausted. So when we went up, I was doing great in the beginning, I almost knocked out Carol, but he survived it. And then he, we, we were battling. And then after he, he, I remember he threw a kick. So I'm like, oh, you're throwing a kick. I'll throw a kick. I did a front mm-hmm. kick and he charged me down and, uh. It was in the, and then I remember it was just I was on bottom and then I had to get back up but I did all right and I got fucking exhausted by the second round I was fucking shot and I'm like yo I gotta fight another ten minutes like getting this. up like that like just one takedown was that exhausting uh, huh well it wasn't one that was the one but then I took some sh- a couple shots when I was down there that doesn't help but I kept moving and it was a, it was towards it was it was tiring but by the end or middle of the second round I'm like all right it's th- it's it's I'm I'm not normally feeling like this right because you always get tired but you. 
when you're in shape, this in shape and looking in shape, and then there's that fight shape. That's why it's it's very. That's why when guys take shit on short notice, I'm just like, yo, man, better you than me. I didn't like that. Because right. You you got to peak at the right time. So I never really get tired. Only a couple of fights I got tired, and it's usually because of my preparation. I had to work around shit, you know. And this is one of those times. Sure. So I haven't did a lot of up and down in training, and when I had to do that in the fight. I wasn't conditioned for it, you know, and it was a rough guy to do it with. But it got to show some money escapes, man. I got to escape the back. I got to escape an arm lock where it looked like it, it was like in slow motion. I was on all fours and he, he dragged me over while I was belly up. I was holding on. I was, and I knew he's going for my arm lock. And I could show you how, how many different escapes to anything he was doing to me. But it's all about conserving energy. I would rather take a couple of shots and let him. Uh, get me almost in a full arm lock just to get another how many breaths of air in. It's so crazy, Jimmy, because really? you're that dude. You are that tired. I mean, I'm, when I'm talking about this was a fight where I went, well, after when I survived the arm lock, because I, I, I'm hard to arm lock, uh, it was a money escape. That'd but, be a fun shirt, hard to arm lock. Yeah, not, <laughs> not easy, you know? It's a beautiful uh, escape I used, and uh, I still teach it to my, my, my guys. And... Uh, I remember being backstage after that fight, and I had to lay down for 20 minutes. Just my heart. I mean, yeah. it was one of those. So in that moment, you're like, you know that he's trying to put you in an arm lock, and you could probably escape faster, but you're literally going, all right, let him do this. And this is all happening in a fucking half a second because you oh, want to wow. breathe a little bit more. Wow, well, yeah, dude. It's, 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 it is so tiring. That's why guys would rather, some guys would rather just get hit than just... Like, like, cause they fucking, you're, you're that, you're that tired. So yeah, that was the most tired I ever been. That seems very frustrating no. to be on the ground trying to get up. I watched that. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You got to be able to, that's why like when the guys that, that are rolling and they're, they're using a lot of explosion, you got to be able to like, there might be a day you have the flu when you get attacked and you'd be like, oh mm. man, I'm, I, if I could explode, you'd be, no man, you have to do it with nothing. I, so I know. When I literally, there's nothing in a tank, I've used my jiu-jitsu to save my ass. And I think that's more impressive in, in a way than using it to, uh, you know, take somebody's limbs. I have you to know? pay. Me too, everybody. Daddy has to wait. So does eager houseboys. Last time I'm going to say, fuck. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to $700. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. 
You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. That's what you call kidding on the square, Jimmy. I was kind of kidding, but I was kind of serious. Don't ever threaten me again. Mm-hmm. What, a little spanking? Might have been misbehaving. I'm going to tell the unfiltered army that Jimmy threatened to spank. He asked me if I wanted to get spanked with a Twizzler. It wasn't and a threat. It was a request. I thought that perhaps you've been misbehaving, and I was spanking myself before. I told him I will meet to his ass. I don't like this <laughs> shit at all, and I f- I'm not a fucking object for you to hit me with a Twizzler. Imagine Dan having to sit us down, and you have to stop <laughs> flirting with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude, fucking everybody's going to have yeah. a lawsuit on their yeah. hands. The way he looks at me. <laughs> Jimmy. Hi, uh, Dustin. How you doing? You're talking to Matt and Jim. What's happening, brother? Good to talk to you, man. Um, very interesting fight you have uh, coming up. This has kind of been speculated about, and uh, I'm really happy that it's happening against Max. Yeah, man. I'm excited to get that call. And uh, good thing I was already in South Florida working. And, and here we are, man, a few weeks away from it. Do you feel like you have a men- like an edge over him? Because you not only do you have a victory... I mean, you subbed them, and I—I I mean, are you looking at that? Are you? Is there a lot you're putting on that, or are you looking at him like a different guy because of what he's done since? Yeah, man. If I, I would be fooling myself and disrespecting the the, the hustle of mixed martial arts, if, if I thought this was the same fight seven years later, uh, you know, at, at, we've both been in the UFC for the past seven years, fighting the best guys. He's going on the title run. He's breaking records. He beat the best featherweight. Arguably the best featherweight in the in the in the history of mixed martial arts. He beat him twice. Uh, you know, this is a different fight. Yeah, it really is. And um, I mean, you, we everyone kind of figures that you're going to try to uh, take it on the ground, and Max is going to try to stand. Huh. Well, everyone uh, needs to tune in and see what's going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, I guess I can't expect you to give away whether or not that's a good thought or a, a terrible thought. I mean, don't don't. So Max is a, is really value in his accuracy. Everything's looking. I mean, I have nothing bad to say about the guy striking or about uh, you know really anything he's been doing. But uh, I've been doing it longer, and I feel like I'm going to expose some some holes in his game. And you know, if if he makes a mistake, of course I'll put him on his back. This is mixed martial arts. But if he stands in the pocket, I'll put him on his back with a right hook as well. So it, it's it's. We'll see how it unfolds. But I'm a complete fighter. What did you think about? I mean, the fight against Ortega, everybody kind of went into it the same thought. Obviously, everybody knew Ortega wanted to take him down, and he was just a complete inability to do that to Max. I mean, Max was uh, incredible in his ability to not be taken down. Yeah, but I can wrestle, you know. Uh, I'm not saying Ortega can't wrestle at all, but I, I feel like if I get in on Max's legs, I'm going to put him on his back, you know. Um, me and me and Ortega aren't the same fighters. We come from his, his jiu-jitsu is great, uh, and he's for sure tough and has a, a, a warrior's heart. Uh, Ortega does, but uh, you know, and I'm not talking shit on Ortega. I like sure. the guy. The guy and a great fighter, and he's a great fighter. 
Um, you know, I fought on a few cards with him. We've hung out uh, fight weeks multiple times, and uh, I like him and all his coaches, but I, I believe I'm a better wrestler. And, uh, you know, the, the division is very interesting, especially because, you know, no one's sure exactly what uh, Tony's status is going to be for a little while. He may take some time off until he gets everything, you know, straightened out. So you have uh, Khabib sitting out, um, I guess, uh, you know, for however, six more months or eight more months, whatever it is. And then uh, you know, yourself against Max for the interim belt. Um, and Connor is talking about coming back. And again, I know this is future speculation, but he's already talking about how he wants to come back in July. And it would be interesting if, if he came back because he only wants to fight in the main event and the UFC only wants to put title shots in the main event where the interim title holder, either you or Max, fights him for the interim belt and then the winner of that fights Khabib. Um, you know, it, it, it sounds cool, but I think defending an interim belt is, is crazy. But it could happen. But honestly, man, like you said, that's not even a, re uh, a reality until April 13th happens. And I have my hands full, 25 minutes with Max. We'll cross the, those next bridges when sure. we get there. But, you know, I, I see Max was going back and forth with Connor the other day on Twitter and stuff. Dude, I can't even see that far. I know the challenges that, that are, you know, five rounds with Max. I know how serious of a fight that is. I know, I know what it's going to take of me to, to meet those, those requirements and check all those boxes. And that's all I'm focused on, man, is, is winning April 13th. These guys can talk and focus on other fights, but... By the pay-per-view April 13th, you're going to see the best Dustin for you. Dustin, let me ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, did you see the altercation of, uh, with uh, Ho uh, Jose um, uh, Jorge, Jorge, Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal versus yeah. Leon Edwards over the weekend? Yeah, Jorge's a good buddy of mine, man. I actually, he was, uh, kills the southpaw, so me and him worked a lot. Uh, and, you know, he's a rangy, good striker. George is crafty, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was helping me for Max, and I was helping him for for uh, Yeah, no, because I know you guys are teammates, so and I know you know him very well. Now, let me ask you, with that situation, do you think there's a a line with the talking shit? I mean, how do you think he handled that, and what's your just thoughts on that altercation? Uh, I, I haven't spoke to George. I don't know the whole the whole thing. You know, the what people put out on social media and video clips aren't the real story most of the time. Definitely, George threw some hands at him, but uh, I don't know the whole story. But I mean, that's the kind of guy George is. Like he was, like like George has said before, man. These guys think this is fun, and this is uh, they're on TV all the time, and and this is you know they're gonna get people retweeting stuff and talking about cool shit that they said. But this is real life to to guys like George, guys like me. You know, this is real life. This isn't some fun schoolyard type of stuff you know you talk stuff whenever you talk shit and whenever you see a person in, in, in the flesh you know bad stuff's gonna happen you know i mean it's always that potential that's why I, t I tell people that all the time i mean there's that old saying that jimmy likes to say if you, you know you talk shit you get hit right jimmy i do say that a lot that's why i don't talk shit to you that's, you know yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't hit you i'm lying <laughs> and i don't you know i'm not a guy i'm not person not a guy who talks a lot of shit to people but if i do if I scream it, it's because I mean it. So, uh, you know, I don't go around saying stuff about people and, and trying to make headlines like a lot of these, these younger guys do nowadays. But uh, if I do, just just know that I, I mean it 100%. And, you know, there was a, I guess after Gaethje, after you, you, you went over Gaethje, you said something about going to sleep with a belt around your waist one night just to tell your wife you did it because she was, uh, you know, she's been there from the beginning and you would sleep in broken down motel you know just it, it was a it was a rough go i guess for a while so what was it like when you when you were told you were getting the shot at the interim belt uh, talking to her 
uh, she was actually, she went back home with my daughter for, to Louisiana and I stayed here in Florida. Uh, she went back for like a little bit over a week just to visit, you know, cause I came out here not knowing I had a fight and they came with me. So we were just here for a while and they were getting homesick. So they went back home for a few days and I actually got the call when she was back in Louisiana. So she called me and, uh, we were just talking and I kind of played it off, played it cool. Like I didn't have any fight news. And then I told her out of the blue and she, uh, she started crying and stuff. But, you know, it's been a long time, and she's always told me I was going to do it, and she believed in me in times that I didn't believe in myself. And, uh, you know, like, like like you said, that interview that I was talking, all that stuff's true. You know, me and her used to <laughs> live in a little house with no heater and huddle together wearing jackets to sleep at night and, and surround the bed with these little space heaters. And, and you know, we've uh, been together a long time, and and it's just part of the process that I, I put a belt up on the mantle, man. It's just part of, uh, of the work that I put in and the next step in my life, and I'm very confident that I'm going to do it. Yeah, it's a really interesting matchup. Uh, although, you know, Max is, I guess, on a 13-fight a win streak, and you fought some amazing uh, guys recently. You beat, I, I mean, you're unbeaten in how many, uh, how many fights. But, I mean, you went through Alvarez, the, the one time he couldn't continue, Gaethje Pettis. I mean, you've done nothing but fight uh, great fighters and beat them. So this is uh, something I think everybody wants to see. Yeah, man, this is a fight. When they called me, it was out of left field. I was surprised at the name, but uh, I was excited for the matchup and the opportunity. I'm the kind of guy that gets out of bed for fights like this. Uh, these are the fights that get me excited, you know, And because uh, I know what Max is going to bring. He's going to bring his championship mentality and his championship pace and his confidence of being a uh, undisputed world champion. He's looking to add records to, to his career. You know, he's already got a bunch of impressive records. And I'm just excited for the challenge, man. Now, before this fight was announced, I mean, were you thinking that Max was going to come up? Um, or or what, what What was your thoughts before they told you that they were going to do this? Did you have, like, oh, I'm probably going to wind up fighting Tony? Or what, what did you think was going to happen before this came to, to be? Yeah, I, I thought I was going to end up fighting Tony or Connor or even your guy, you know. I, I, uh, I had this, I, this wasn't even in my list of possible possibilities. And then, and then all they all they just kind of hit you with it out of left field. And how do you think that uh, the 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 lack of cut or the smaller cut is going to affect Max? You know, I, honestly, my first fight at 155 when I bounced back up, I had one of the sm smoother cuts and I felt really good. Um, it was maybe a couple fights later that I, I uh, had trouble making it. So it just depends, you know. Max is, isn't a small guy. It's not like he's right. A Chad Mendez coming up to 155 or. You know, he, he's got the length and he's got the height and and, and uh, the range. He's he's a big guy. He cuts a lot of weight. You know, wasn't there a time where he, he tried to fill in for somebody and fight Khabib and he was the, the athletic commission wouldn't let him cut the weight, you know? Yeah, yeah he, had to, he was too heavy. I want to say it was 31 pounds he had to cut. Um, and he said he was fine. And the New York State Athletic yeah, Commission so, jumped in and uh, and said no. This guy's walking around in the 180s uh, off season, you know, and um, solid. He's a solid guy. So I, I, it just depends. I think the 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 quality of opponent is going to be like guys like me. I'm going to be a little bit stronger than than guys that he's fought. But uh, you know, I think he's going to fill into the weight class if if he stays there. I don't think he's going to. He's not going to be outsized by anybody too much. All right. Well, everyone's looking forward to this. The main event of 236. It's on Saturday, April 13th. Uh, absolutely, people should get this pay-per-view. Uh, this is an incredible fight. And the co-main, I believe, is uh, Gastelum Adesanya for the uh, the interim uh, middleweight belt. Yep. Sick. 
Awesome. Man. Another yeah, hell of a fight right there, man. Yeah, it's a shame about Whitaker too. He's such a, a great fighter and, and, and such a, a savage guy. It must have been heartbreaking for him to drop out. So you know, hopefully he'll be back soon and then fight the winner of that fight. Right. I wish him the best, man. Him and and I also wish Tony the best, man. I don't know what's going on, but you know, I hope I hope everything's good with those guys. Yeah, Tony, it's nice to see he's been getting a lot of love. I mean, uh, you know, people kind of understand that it's just one of those things that uh, hopefully he can get together because uh, everyone, even people who he's gone back and forth with, are sending him nice wishes on yeah, Twitter. So, hundred percent, it's good to hear. Right. It's good. It's good for sure when the MMA community comes together for for stuff like that. You know, it happens every now and then, and, and it's. Uh, it makes me happy to see that. Yeah, I mean, if it's some kind of a mental health issue, I mean, look, we have everyone has people in their family that have it or a friend that has it, so it's not, uh, you know, it's not something people haven't seen before, so you hate to see it affecting a guy's career. Yeah, that's true. Right. All right, Dustin. Uh, well, good talking to you, man. Yeah, thanks for talking to us, buddy. Of course, brother. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. Take care, bro. He's always a, a delight. He's great. You know? I think Jimmy, it hit Jimmy a little harder with the whole um, Tony Ferguson thing because he works with a mental patient. That is true. Don't call Sam Roberts a mental patient. And oh, by the way, hold on. I got a bone to pick. Sure. With you, okay. young man. Why? Yeah, and your buddy, go. Sam Roberts. Not my buddy. Your life partner. Not a life partner. He's a coworker. I hate him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. <clears throat> you know, when I'm on my... In the morning. I think I say knees. Well, almost as bad. Toilet. In the morning, I have my espresso, my coffee. Sure and you I, do. And I look on YouTube and, you know, stuff like that. When I'm when I'm letting things take its course, um, and I seen uh, a clip. So there's clips of uh, there's a clip of Sam Roberts, uh, the, the 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 Jim Norton Sam Roberts show, sure. and I see clips. And one of it was them talking about the new Avengers trailer, Endgame. So I go, oh, I, I like superheroes, and I love my Jimmy. And Sam's okay. So let me look and let me listen. I'm I'm gonna try not to get heated here. Okay, Jimmy, sure. you were shitting all over that trailer. They were shitting on that trailer. I hate Endgame. Wait a Terrible. second. Terrible. Now you're saying that, but I, it's fine because you're my friend, and uh, my beef is with Sam Roberts. Why is he chiming in? Would he would he like it better if Spider Man used the folding chair and hit somebody <laughs> with his fucking wrestling, his fake shit? He's shitting on my superheroes, and meanwhile he's got guys with fucking uh, whatever. Listen, huh? I didn't like it. I didn't either. I like I liked. I didn't like you guys, your clip. I love the. I can't wait for Endgame. Who are we with that day? Oh, we were with a, a comic. Uh, oh, my God. My memory that, is... A guy that you love watching him. He's very, I do like him yeah, very much. Yeah, he's funny as hell. Yeah, he's so a, funny, you just forget his name. Dude, I've been blanking out. My I'm memory sorry. is really... Leave this in. Fuck this guy. Because oh, yeah. he probably goofed on the superheroes, too. Fucking Sam Roberts. I oh, I'm sorry. Believe. What if they brought? What if they CGI'd Superfly Snooker in there, Sam Roberts? <laughs> would you like it then? He probably would. He like listen. Why am I attacking Sam Roberts? You know what? There's actually a really cool. I'm acting like a jealous girl. I'm, I'm right now looking to see who he had in. My, I'm, re my, I'm really mad. That there's I can't a UFC remember. 236 promo that they did mixed in with like the end game music, and they kind of made it that. That's that. That's pretty. Sweet. Where can that's I check that out? Uh, I mean, probably just on the UFC like Twitter. I don't remember. What yeah, it's saying, but yeah. But we can't play it because it's no. no. We could if I could find it. Well, yeah, then I want to see it. Yeah, hold on. I'll find Dude, it come on, man. I mean, shit. What are we doing? All I know, we're going to end this thing, but all yes. I know is yesterday. Mike Lawrence, Jesus Christ. Oh, he's great. Mike. Yeah, Mike is really funny. And uh, he, he's like a real, he's a, he'd be a guy to get on. I don't know if he watches he's a real UFC what? comic book fan. What? Like he. He didn't like getting game trailer? No, he loved it. Oh. But he goes to everything. I like him already. He likes The Thing as his favorite guy. He was wearing a Fantastic Four shirt. I, show me a picture of this guy. I want to be friends with him. Um, is, is that <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> Two grown men bonding over comic books and a cocoa. 
<laughs> yeah, he really loves it though. I mean, What's Mike Lawrence is like really Mike Lawrence. He's very oh, funny too. Yeah. I like his beard. He's a really funny guy. Does he watch MMA? I don't know. I hope I so. Think he's a, I think he's more a wrestling guy. Oh, a wrestling guy. You're right. Oh, he's another guy with the folding chairs. Yep. Whatever. Here, we can just watch this to close it let's, out. Let's, this let's is, watch this. this is, so this is just the UFC Twitter account. Oh, they put UFC a, a Twitter account, everybody. Yeah, here we go. If Listen. this goes into an ad, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, here we go. What are we listening to? I don't know. We can't hear anything. I don't hear anything. What are you doing, Chris? What's going on, everybody? It's so UFC. Oh, How come you won't play it, Chris? Why well, is he not playing it? He gets oh, oh. Ooh, Max could throw a punch. I know. I hold on. Chris, why won't you play it? Could you play it again? How come you won't play it? Because I muted the tab. Why? So it wouldn't make sound. There we Ooh. go. Oh. Oh, is that called? Seems like a thousand years ago. Oh, a thousand years ago that he lost. Yep. Okay. Well, we got to give a... a they're just going to hear the Avengers trailer. They're not going to know what we're watching. Oh, yeah. that's true. All right. Well, so, so anyway. Just going, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, it's not. But it's on the UFC Twitter. All right, so watch it on Twitter the UFC page. Twitter. It's very. It's cool. Actually, it's basically going over their old fight, and then they're probably going to get to some new shit. Right? Yeah, and it's got his Adesanya oh! and Gastelum. You know, it's cool. I like him. God, that's another lot. great fight. Oof. But he he raised a good point that I hadn't thought of about defending an interim belt. But I'm just thinking with the interim belts, the rules are always a little all over the place. Yeah, we'll just. I mean, I'm sure they'll just have to see how the fight plays. Dana always says that. It's like once the fight happens, then they figure it out. But man, Gaz Gim Gaslam, wow, he's giving away a lot a of size. Fight, man, yeah, you know he's a short guy. But yeah, you know what tank. You, you know what they say about us short guys. And yes, and you wouldn't like it. it all right, um, guys, <laughs> listen. I want to say that I had fun today. Me too, buddy. All Thank right. you to Dustin Poirier and of course Dan Hardy. Yeah, man. All right, um, gonna, Jimmy. You got to wait. What's what's today? San Francisco. Well, I'll be in. Plug anything yet? Is this the first? No, day no, no, no. Well, we have Thursday's episode. <laughs> April four, five, six. San Francisco. In May, I'm going to be in Rochester and also the Stress Factory in New Jersey. Nice. Um. So you know, we had the dance comp this week. Are we walking out the door? Yeah, you did. It was nice, right? It was nice. And then the second day, did you cry watching the it? The second day, not at all. I, okay. I got over that. I'm That's good. Good. I'm good, good, good. I'm a tough guy. So, Jimmy, I cleaned. The next day, I stayed home because it was another early morning on Sunday, and I figured because the night before we had some we had some takeout uh, sure. food stuff, so I had to clean up. <laughs> Jimmy's got a twist. He's threatening me with a Twizzler. <laughs> All right, listen. There's more <laughs> stories to talk. I like to keep people in suspense. Sure. So I'm gonna finish this story about me cleaning the house when my wife was out. My friend, my can friend. I get to, can I cut to the chase? Sure. So Jimmy, so Jimmy, I, this is what I did. I cleaned off the counters. I'm like, you know, let me do more because I don't want her coming home. Because my wife is like a superwoman. She when she my kids, she gets them ready. She has to do the hair in between acts. She has to go back and she has to change them. You it's want insane. it to be helpful. I my wife is a superwoman, so I want to just do my part. I want to help. So so listen. So I cleaned up and I vacuumed. I vacuumed around and I cleaned up the table and I wiped it down and I go, Sophia, my my youngest. I go, look, I go, mommy's gonna be so happy. That I cleaned up. So she comes home. And, you know, I help her in, this and anything. And she looks around, she goes, oh. I go, I go yeah, you, I, I cleaned up a little bit for you. She's like, oh, you, you did, did a vacuum under the table? She, I go, what? what? And now, dude, this is a couple of hours. I mean, listen, I'm not the best cleaner, but I did my best. I go, what, what do you mean? Oh, I see a piece of rice under there. Not, not a lot of rice. There was, there, was, there was like one rice. There was a little strain of yeah, rice. Actually, one grain. Yeah, one grain. And she saw Not it. a strain. A grain. It's strained. It, what? A grain. A grain. And uh, you know what it felt like, Jimmy? What? I, it felt like a kick in the nuts. Well, 
How do you think it felt to her claiming you cleaned up and there's a grain of rice under the table? It's a piece of rice under the table. Exactly. What? And I looked, I went over there. I'm like, wait a minute. I know I did. I feel like I did a good job. And I don't listen. I'm a big boy. I don't need to listen. The poor lady, she get up for you. Wanted she's a gold star. She's th- you know what it would have been? You know what I should have done? Not I should have done, but it's almost like this. It's almost like she gets home after this one day and I don't clean up. Not only do I not clean up, she walks in the front door. You know you came in my house, the little space between the, the stairs and the front door. I do, I like And there's that area. a big mound of shit. I just just dropped my pants and I took a shit right there. She walks in and sees that. But you won't do that. What you'll do is next time you'll make sure that there's no rice left under the table. You're right, Jimmy. I should have done a better job. Absolutely. And Thank she was you, right. everybody, for and, listening. Uh, there's going to be some punishment for leaving that. <laughs> Perfect. Now I have a reason. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. All right. Now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.